Lake Effect brings you conversations about what's happening in Milwaukee and the people, places, and organizations that shape the community. This is Lake Effect Spotlight from WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR. Have you ever wanted to meet a mermaid? Well, now's your chance. Echo is a UWM grad student who performs as Mermaid Echo. Mermaiding is wearing or swimming in a mermaid tail, and Echo has been doing that for over a decade, all in the name of educating young people. Lake Effect's excret Nunez spoke with Echo about their passion for environmental conservation. I've been following your work as Mermaid Echo for a while now, and something that's stood out to me is your passion for freshwater conservation. Where does your passion stem from? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think that I was inspired to care about freshwater ecosystems ever since I was a kid. Um, I grew up on the St. Croix River, and it was a beautiful ecosystem, but of course it was kind of undermanaged. And so we take our boat out on the on the river and find trash in the water. And I remember trying to stay underwater for as long as I could to look at all the fish. And I'd be sad when I find like a piece of trash under there. And I'd bring it up and make little piles of trash on the boat deck. And so since I was a kid, I, whether consciously or subconsciously, have been, I guess, trying to find a pathway in life that would put me around water as much as possible. Um, And now we're here. I think I'm closer now than I have been ever before, which is really, really exciting. Yeah, that's really cool. And I guess did this passion for freshwater conservation have anything to do with your decision to pursue mermaiding? Is that even no, the right term? No, mermaiding came first, actually. Oh. Yeah. So I think I've always cared about the water, but I was, you know, as a kid, like ignorant to how much of an issue um, we are facing in the climate crisis in regards to freshwater access and preservation. Obviously, I d- didn't have any of that language, you know, as a, a five-year-old. But the reason why I started mermaiding was I had surgery on my ankle, and then I um, had to recover from from that and I did that through swimming and um, one way you can like strengthen your you know injured limb is by attaching it to another one so if you break a finger you tape two together you know same thing happens for feet so I would swim with a monofin where both of your feet are in one fin and that would help strengthen the weak one and eventually I found a tail skin that went over the monofin and up to your waist like a skirt and it looked like a mermaid tail and on that same website I found that tail my first tale, I found a website. <laughs> it's basically Facebook for mermaids. It was called uh, the mernetwork.com, now kind of defunct. <laughs> but on there, I saw that people were using mermaiding as an avenue to educate kids about conservation. And instantly I was like, well, I'm starting a business. I'm 16, but I'm doing it. You know, <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing or what I was getting myself into. But I just, the idea just like clicked with something very integral, I think, to who I am and what I love. But when I was in high school, I was very, very bad at math and science. And my teachers were always pulling me in after class, you know, saying we need to sit down one on one and work on this stuff. And I was just mortified. And then I couldn't deny the uh, the fact that I wanted to be telling more people about freshwater ecosystems. And so I said, as a joke, um, I'm not smart enough to be a scientist, so I will become a mermaid because that is one avenue in which I can teach kids about the water in which I don't have to have, you know, this crazy scientific background. I only have to know 
um, basic, you know, education principles and outreach principles that I can teach kids. That worked well for a while um, until I started doing it much more professionally, and I learned that there is so much I didn't know. But I just kept having this bug and this itch to get into science and really learn the nitty-gritty behind, you know, why is there only 4% of research done on freshwater ecosystems when everything else is done on marine ecosystems when freshwater is our, our vital resource for survival? And now I get to say that, you know, I told myself I couldn't be a scientist, but I was wrong. Now I'm a scientist and a mermaid. (laughs) Um, So that's the full story of where I came from and why. That's pretty amazing. Like you proved yourself, I guess, to other people, but to yourself, too, that that you're able to do this. Why is it important to you to educate young people about caring for our freshwater systems specifically? Oh, my God. Thank you for this question. Yes. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. So this, I'm going to get on my soapbox a little bit. We're going to talk about why we need to be putting conservation education into the hands of young kids also. Yes, we need to talk to policymakers. Yes, we need to talk to corporations. Yes, you can do your part to, like, not use a plastic straw and use reusable water bottles. Great. Wonderful. Love it. That means nothing if the next generation generation doesn't also know about this stuff. If the next generation is not brought on board to this party we're having, it's going to go all in the trash, all of our hard work. So let's do all of that, but let's also bring kids into the conversation because we know that the climate crisis most negatively affects marginalized communities, you know, BIPOC, trans kids, um, lower income communities. And we also know that conservation education, historically, at least based on the research I know, is delivered only to more affluent neighborhoods, right? We're talking the nature preschools and private schools have often conservation curriculum. Public schools do not, you know, and often it is the first to be removed if we have extra time for it at all. And so that's a problem. <laughs> and in order to continue to have a world that we can live in, we need to know how to prevent climate degradation from getting exorbitantly worse. And so I think that by investing in edutainment or at least conservation education at the K-12 level, we are really doing preventative measures to make sure that the hard work we're doing now in policy will be preserved. We need to ensure that our futures are going to be okay by providing access to this kind of stuff to the kids who it will be affecting the most (laughs) and who don't have access to it right now. So that's my that's my soapbox. That's why I'm doing all this. Gotcha. And can you tell me about some of the lessons you teach young people through your performances or class lessons? Yeah. So I guess I'll tie in a little bit about what I do right now. So this semester, I was awarded what's called the Brookby Foundation Scholarship through UWM. And what it is, is an opportunity for students who are working more on the outreach side of freshwater sciences to kind of put that work back to the community. And I am working with Milwaukee Riverkeeper to take the lessons that I have written and put them into some of Milwaukee Riverkeeper's partners in classrooms and schools. So I have right now three completely like finalized like lesson plans. And one is about microplastics. One is about uh, pollution in freshwater environments. And then one is about invasive species in in Lake Michigan specifically. And um, we have them written so that they are accessible for any age, any amount of kids, any amount of time. And once I finish this scholarship program, 
then I'll be giving all of those lesson plans to Milwaukee Riverkeeper for them to continue teaching in the future for free to them, you know, as a as a thank you and as a way to continue to progress this edutainment or accessible education uh, for kids in, in Milwaukee and beyond, hopefully. So I've been doing that work since I started the business. Um, and the first curriculum I wrote was called One Mermaid's Mission. And it was kind of like a, a story time uh, about Echo, my character's journey from the west of Ireland over to the Great Lakes and all the things that she encountered, like dead zones and ghost nets um, and microplastics. And she goes on this mission to stop the invasive microplastics from hurting her friends. And that's the that was the first lesson I wrote. Um, and it just kind of expanded from there. So yeah. Wow. And what's the biggest takeaway you hope young people leave with after your performances or class lesson? I hope kids take away the knowledge that they can make a difference. And so I have this little pledge that I do at every single event I've ever done. I wrote it when I was 17, launching my business, and it hasn't changed. Um, And kids that come to shows take that pledge, and it basically says that they can make a difference just by being themselves and committing to learn about this stuff and to tell other people. That's really what it's all about. You have the power to make change just by talking to people. You don't even have to make a huge habitual change in the way you live your life, but just tell just tell people, like just talk about it, you know. Somebody out there has the resources to make big substantial change across corporations and and, and policymakers. Great. Uh, just talk to them, you know. It's not all on your shoulders and working together can really make a big difference. And I think kids often in the topic of conservation are scared. You know, it is a scary topic. uh, But if we say to kids, like, you have the power to be the change maker that will save our Great Lakes, there's a really empowering message there that isn't scary, is accessible, and also gives them agency. My last question to you, I've read that you'll be graduating this December. Yeah. Um, Do you think you'll continue your work as Mermaid Echo after you graduate? For sure. Yeah, absolutely. I've been speaking with a couple of clients um, about procuring different sort of bigger moves in my field. This is so vague. I hate it when people do this, but I have to do it. Um, About different bigger moves and different plans and that they're all very, very exciting and they're definitely moving in the direction of where I want to go, which is... um, so exciting for me. So I cannot wait to see those come to fruition so I can share with you and with everybody what they are. Um, But they're all surrounding the idea of just bringing more conservation education into the hands of the people who need it the most, Um, whether that's through public performance art or private appearances, um, whether at birthday parties or or elsewhere. Um, I'm very excited about all those opportunities. So yeah, I don't foresee me not being a mermaid anymore anytime soon. I'll probably be in a wheelchair and then still like jump in the lake with my little tail and try to swim around. So <laughs> when I'm 85 or something. Big moves on the horizon. Yeah. That's yeah. good. I'm excited. Well, Echo, thank you for taking the time to speak with me today. Yeah. It was great to learn more about you and your work. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. It was a joy. Echo is a freshwater sciences graduate student at UWM and teaches about freshwater conservation through their underwater performances as Mermaid Echo. You can find more interviews like this one by visiting wuwm.com lakeeffect. And while you're there, subscribe to the Lake Effect Spotlight podcast.